you are listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, episode 154. You cannot shift that which you cannot see. I am so excited. We are moving forward from the mortality series. So this is a new episode. It's a regular 15 minute fill up and we are going to talk about transformation as per usual. And of course, we are going to talk about it inside of uh, the shift that we are in this world, because I am very clear, this is not just a current event. This is a pivotal time in history that we are facing. And um, you know, what's really interesting is the way that if you've been listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, you know that I often reference my divorce as my awakening time in my life. And I talk about it frequently. And so um, I can I can see and I can understand how the protests, let's call it the protests of 2020, right? Like for now until it comes up with a better name, but um, especially the stand for equality, right? The, the movement and this is a very pivotal time in which many people are being awakened. And so I'd love to speak into it because no matter no matter your background, where you come from, what you believe in, especially what you believe in um, as far as what we're currently experiencing from the beginning of 21 through uh, 2020, excuse me, through this pandemic experience, through financial uh, hardship and potential economic collapse, and now the death of George Floyd and the riots that have ensued since, the riots and the protests and um, I don't want to say that they've become synonymous, but they certainly have become tied together. And uh, we're in this phase where the protests are becoming more and more peaceful. People are using their mental and emotional intelligence to make a statement and cause a mission, a message, and a movement to catch momentum. I would like to start by, again, always extending as much understanding as I humanly can to those on each and every side of this situation and circumstance. And so as a leader, as a leader of love and light, I also am interested in casting a light on the shadow. And if you haven't uh, tuned into my emotional intelligence series, I would highly recommend it. Uh, I think it's important for these times because us practicing emotional intelligence is so important. But I also talk about shadow and shadow work and integration. I talk, There's specifically two or three episodes uh, contributed to that. And so I want to touch on that and make the point that we cannot shift that which we cannot see because many people are taking that perspective and stance of like believing that the protests and the subsequent uh, riots and looting are destructive and pointless or or they negate the the cry for equality of our fellow brothers and sisters, I would invite you to consider that's not true. That is our shadow side surfacing, even the looting, even the rioting, even the destruction. Because, you know, what there is to look at is that no matter if we feel like someone's taking advantage of a situation specifically with the looting, right? If we look at that, what there is to see is that there is pain. There's pain and 
there is what I, I actually will take this moment to teach a very human, uh, mechanism that we all have, which is called fuck me, fuck you. And we operate by this in our personal lives and at a societal level. So the thing is, I'm going, I am talking about something we are going through as a human, as a species, right? At a societal level in the nation, and then the way that the world has, of course, uh, joined in on it. However, I always ask you to bring this into your daily personal, very personal life. And we are walking around very frequently with this fuck me, fuck you mechanism operating in our life. And it's very destructive. And it's as I think I explained this maybe in the last episode, or uh, it might have been on a I think it was on last week's episode in the practice what you preach, which is if someone's late to something and you're immediately feeling like, oh, you're, you know, disregarding my time. That's a big fuck me to me. And then you get you like have revenge by not hiring that person or um, maybe like a teacher to a student that happens and it happens everywhere in our life. It happens in our relationship, right? Like if someone doesn't check in or call or uh, doesn't consider you you in their decision making, it feels like a fuck me. And then you start to act and react. Sometimes it's with a silent punishment or it's an active resistance. And so we have to take responsibility for that. And so if you haven't listened to the practice, what you preach episode, um, definitely head over and check that out from last Friday. And then uh, today I wanted to talk about you cannot shift what you cannot see. And we are so distracted in this busy world and this loud society and this 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 lifetime that we live in this phase of humanity that our phones are always beeping our jobs are always calling our relationships are always demanding more attention to where we can definitely get away with not paying attention to our needs and what's going on within ourselves and within our body and so if you ignore it then it just becomes this nagging pain or a nagging whisper or a nagging thought that we never actually give appropriate attention to. And that can really start to nag, right? And if we continue to ignore it, then it'll just start to manifest in other areas of our life. This is when we get random flat tires or we have a huge financial uh, hardship. Um, maybe it does show up in relationship problems. It often shows up in health problems. So if we try to suppress a need, it will rear its ugly head by manifesting in other areas of our life. And that is what you will not see will show up for itself. And so if you're willing to look at it, then you can focus on it, heal it appropriately. Usually if it's requiring your attention, it's also requiring healing and releasing. And so that's why it feels so nagging. And often it operates like out of our direct line of sight and it might show up in front of our face, but that's when we close our eyes or look away. And so my invitation to you is to start looking at what feels like a nagging problem. Is it your debt? Is it your deteriorating relationships? Is it your health? Is is it your weight? Um, you know, sometimes it can even be as small as a toothache, but 
it can manifest into something so much greater. And it's really about the mental and emotional. We're talking on a metaphysical level. You are ignoring emotional, mental, spiritual needs that are showing up and manifesting in the physical realm. And taking this back to the idea of what we're currently going through, this shift in equality and you know, truly treating each other equally, a lot of, uh, at least in my social media world, a lot of people are saying, we shouldn't be focused on this. We've got to unite. We've got to unite. We've got to unite. We cannot unite right now. We are not on the same page right now. And I would ask you to consider that if you're someone who's just demanding that we, you know, close our eyes, shake it off and move forward together, locked arms. Like we're not, we can't lock arms if our brothers and sisters are a hundred miles behind us. It's not possible. And we are set up, we've been set up in a systematic situation where there is systematic oppression and racism and discrimination and until you've personally, and I, I'm saying you, and this includes me, I, I'm so privileged. I am so grateful. I am so, I want to say lucky, but it really is just privileged. I've, I'm not, it's not luck. I've been set up to succeed in different ways, more than some of my brothers and sisters. And so if we can consider that, and if we can learn to open and soften our hearts and open our hearts to really look at how can we be more inclusive? We must look at what's broken and not working. And we have to actually look at the oppression first. And it doesn't feel good. The most I've been learning is from what people are sharing about history that hasn't been taught in history class that isn't in textbooks. And learning about some of the executions and the bombs being dropped on whole neighborhoods and being burned and progress being acted actively stopped and destroyed. That to me has been where I've learned the most and just seeing what a glaring disadvantage we have been sure to maintain for our black brothers and sisters and other people of color. But right now it's about our black community and being able to help them, support them, and not in a way that they are oppressed, but in a way that we specifically, if you're listening to this and you're white, we have a very specific responsibility to break this up, to not tolerate racism within our families, within our places of work, within our teams. You know, our black brothers and sisters can fight this battle to the death, but until we take an equal amount of responsibility for how this is going to go, then attempt to lock arms, we must be willing to look. One thing I'd like to speak into is that people are getting very upset and offended saying, I shouldn't apologize for being white or, or, or other people feeling incredible guilt like I am sorry for being white. Um, I don't think that that's truly what our brothers and sisters would want. If we're talking about unity and community and grace, it's that we're all born different. That's the beauty of it. But we haven't honored the beauty of being black, the heritage of being black and being inclusive about that. And so we have to see the gap 
in order to close it. We can't skip over that. And that is the shadow. And so I invite you to meet your own shadow self, the gaps in your life. Where are you refusing to look at what's not working? Because this system is not working. There is too much injustice. There are too many gaps. There is a lack of understanding and compassion and willingness to just be just hear and learn and see and acknowledge. I've been doing the work of transformation for four years and I can specifically remember about three years ago, a leader in my life said, they go, I'm in the seminar and there's like a hundred people and she goes, guys, do you want to know the secret of how to make a problem disappear? And of course, everyone kind of like leaned in and was like, yes, of course. And she goes, if you want to make a problem disappear, listen to it. That statement, that lesson changed my life because when I get on the phone with a client, oftentimes for the first 20 minutes, I let them talk. And and there's, it, it, I, I mentioned it, I think it was in the last episode, was the bottleneck of frustration. We've got to work through the bottleneck of frustration or hearing somebody, hearing a problem so that it can actually go away because what you resist persists and you know that. I know that you know that. And so if you want a quote unquote problem to go away, you have to listen to it. And the problem is not the black people's anger. That is not the problem. So if you are mistaken about what the actual problem is, it is racism, it is systematic oppression, it is generations, an entire lineage of hierarchy being established and a certain part of our population being intentionally held at the bottom of that hierarchy. And so the rage, the rioting, the protesting is not the problem. The problem, they are communicating many ways in which they have been oppressed. And so you can listen. You can listen. And you will learn so much. And it will open your eyes to days that, I mean, it's almost so hard to fathom how much we have oppressed them. And we can lend our hearts to understanding so that because what's really beautiful in that is we're here like frantically looking or posing our proposed solution when there's in hearing the problem fully the solution is nearly being spoken at the same time and it's in our authentic connection it's in our genuine listening that we will be able to relate to each other, that we will be able to come together. It makes me so excited. It makes me so excited for what is to come. But we cannot shift that which we cannot see. And if we refuse to look, we will stay gridlocked in our problem mindset and in this frantic energy that we're so, we are all so enthusiastic to get out of. It's uncomfortable. I lovingly call this phase sitting in the shit. (laughs) If you have a shitty diaper, (laughs) sometimes you got to sit in it and 
smell the stink to realize I don't like this and I don't want to be here. But you have to recognize that this is a shitty situation. And just because you haven't had to sit in it for as long as they have, doesn't mean they haven't. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It doesn't mean it doesn't need to be cleaned up. And we are just as responsible for being a part of the cleanup, the healing, and the progressing. So take part. Look for your role. And the most important thing you can do is be an emotionally intelligent human being willing to listen, connect, empathize, and support. And so I love you. I love you so much. No matter where you're listening from, no matter your origin, no matter your color, I love you with all of my heart. And I want to thank you so much for showing up for this conversation. Thank you so much for being here with an open heart. Keep showing up, my loves. I will always keep showing up for you because here at the Hearts Unleash podcast, we are turning dreamers into doers. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.